This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together for worship. And uh, let's sing together our first song. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, 
confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today in the church here, it is the 19th Sunday after Trinity Sunday. The appointed Old Testament reading is written in the 28th chapter of Genesis. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in Ephesians chapter 4. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Getting into a boat, Jesus crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, 
Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said then to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We speak together the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Our text today is our epistle reading from St. Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus, chapter 4. St. Paul writes these words, Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, and true righteousness and holiness. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy and his peace. Be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have you ever heard someone say, out with the old, in with the new? Yeah, yeah. You got it, Terry. Yeah, yeah. We might say that as a child grows up and they grow out of their old, smaller clothes and need some new, bigger clothes. Or... It might be said when someone is replacing that something is old and broken with something that is new. We say it on New Year's Eve, out with the old, in with the new. And we picture the year ending as an old man, and we picture the year beginning as 
a brand new baby. Poet Alfred Lord Tennyson wrote a poem about the old year ending and the new year beginning. And he writes this, Ring out wild bells to the wild sky, the flying cloud, the frosty light. The year is dying in the night. Ring out wild bells and let him die. Ring out the old, ring in the new. Ring happy bells across the snow. The year is going, let him go. Ring out the false, ring in the true. Out with the old, in with the new. That is literally the way it was for a woman named Nicole. She lives in North Carolina, and she had a deadly lung disease. She only had a short time to live, and she knew that she was in trouble. She was placed on a transplant list, and fortunately, a donor was found, and a short time later, she had a double lung transplant. It was literally out with the old and in with the new. Seven years later, she's living an active life with her new lungs. Out with the old, in with the new. The Old Testament prophet Ezekiel encouraged this to the people of God. Listen, he said, rid yourselves of all the offenses you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Ezekiel tells the people of God, out with the old. Get rid of the sin that is in your life. We struggle with sin, don't we? There are times when we are unkind to family members and friends. We are selfish. We get mad when things don't go our way. No matter how hard we try, we keep on sinning, and the guilt and the memories of our sins that we have committed stick with us. And so God does what we cannot do for ourselves. He takes our sin and he gets rid of it for you and me. Jesus was born to deal with your sin and mine once and for all. And he took away all of your sin. His life, his death, his resurrection from the dead, all of it paid the debt of your sin. Out with the old, in with the new. And Ezekiel says that God now gives to you and me a new heart and a new spirit. And this new heart and new spirit wants to do what Christ has called us to do. This new heart and new spirit that dwells within you and me doesn't want to sin, wants to avoid sin and live in holiness and righteousness all our days. And because God gives to you and me a new heart and a new spirit, then we work at being kind to others, showing mercy as God has shown mercy to us, being patient as Christ is patient with us, listening to and obeying those who are in authority over us. Confession and absolution is all about the old going away and the new coming forth. We know we are sinners. We know we are sinners because God has told us that we are, and we believe him. And not only because God has told us that we are sinners, but because we see our sin in our life. And so this morning we 
confessed, I am a poor, miserable sinner. And this morning I spoke to you God's word of forgiveness. Be of good cheer, the Lord has forgiven you all of your sins. We are the forgiven people of God. You are the forgiven children of God. And now as his children, Ezekiel says, out with the old, in with the new, live a life that is pleasing to the Lord your God. St. Paul echoes this, out with the old, in with the new. He says it in 2 Corinthians. He puts it this way, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When you were baptized, you were made new. Your sins were washed away. You died with Christ. You were raised to new life with our Lord Jesus. The old sinful nature in you and me was drowned. And now we have been raised to a new life in Christ. We sing, create in me a clean heart, O God. And he does. He answers our prayer. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You are a new creation in Christ. Out with the old, in with the new. That's what today's epistle is all about. St. Paul writes again in our text, put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And then in this text, St. Paul gives you and me some concrete examples of how this is played out in our lives. This is what the Holy Spirit works in you and me. Listen carefully and take seriously these words that St. Paul writes to you and me. He writes, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Paul says, Out with the lying, in with telling the truth. When we lie, we are following the example of the devil. He lied to Adam and Eve in the garden. He deceived them. The devil is the father of lies. And Jesus says that when the devil lies, when he speaks his lies, he is speaking his native language. Therefore, lying is the language of the devil. Lying is the language of hell. It is the language of all of those who are opposed to our Lord Jesus. And so lying should be a foreign language to you and me that we can't speak. It is the language of the devil. But sadly, lying is our language too. It replaced our native language in the Garden of Eden. It replaced the language of God's new creation. When we lie, we speak the language of hell. And this should not be. Lying is even in the church, isn't it? We learn that in the second commandment. People lie and deceive others in God's name. They teach the doctrines of men as though they are the doctrines and teachings of Christ. They lie and say that good works 
will save you. They lie and say that God's grace is not enough to save you. You need to add your works to what Christ has done in order for you to be saved. They lie and say that God is not a triune God. He is not one divine being and three distinct persons. They deny the doctrine of the Holy Trinity. And this heresy is raising its ugly head within the Christian church even now as I speak. There are Christian churches across our country that are beginning to deny the doctrine of the Trinity. And in these non-denominational reformed churches, they are subordinating Jesus to God the Father and saying that Jesus is not co-equal, co-eternal with the Father, and they are falling into the same old heresy that's been around for the last 1,800 years. People are lying and deceiving about the doctrine of the Trinity. They lie and they deceive and say that the body and blood of Jesus isn't present in Holy Communion. That this is only a memorial meal, a remembrance, an ordinance that you have to do. And that Jesus is not here to give you his body and blood into your mouth for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus isn't here in the sacrament, but he is. And they lie and they deceive in the name of Jesus. There are all kinds of lies in the church. Lies about marriage. Lies about abortion. Lies after lies after lies that rise up within the Christian church. And this should not happen. Thanks be to God that the Holy Spirit works a new language in you and me. He gives to you and me our native tongue back. He leads you and me to tell the truth. To say what God says. To confess what God speaks to us in his word to confess our sins and receive his forgiveness. He works truth in you and me, so that when our lips are moving, we're telling the truth as the people of God. In our text, St. Paul says this, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Out with anger out with hanging on to your sins, out with the desire to get revenge and get even, and in with forgiveness and love and reconciliation. Too many times we get angry, and then we hold on to that anger. We refuse to forgive. We nurse our anger and feed our anger. And Paul says that when we do that, anger gives a foothold to the devil to destroy us, and to destroy our relationships with those around us. Isn't that what Esau did in the Old Testament? Esau, the brother of Jacob. Jacob, in our Old Testament reading today, is fleeing from Esau, his brother. Jacob had deceived his father. He had deceived his brother Esau. And now Esau is holding on to his anger and Esau is comforting himself with the thoughts of getting revenge and killing his brother Jacob, and Jacob must flee for his life. Paul says, out with letting the sun go down on your anger. 
and end with reconciliation. End with forgiving one another as God in Christ Jesus has forgiven you. And in this way, the Holy Spirit saves you and me from letting the devil get a foothold into our life. The Holy Spirit gives no opportunity for the devil to destroy your marriage, your relationships with your children, your friendships with others. He stops us from holding on to our grudges, seeking revenge, and getting even. Here's another word from our text. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. What does this mean? It means this. Instead of taking from others, stealing from others, do an honest day's work. Get a job. Do your work. And then be generous with what the Lord has provided for you. You see, a thief takes from someone else and keeps that for themselves. But the Holy Spirit leads you and me to get a job, to use what we earn in order to show mercy to others. Here Paul is calling you and me to give up selfishness and to love others with a generous heart. While the rest of chapter 4 in Ephesians, Paul sums up all that we've been talking about. And listen to how he concludes the chapter. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Earlier I read from Alfred Lloyd Tennyson's poem about the New Year ending. Here's a, another verse from that poem. Ring in the valiant man and free, the larger heart, the kindlier hand. Ring out the darkness in the land, ring in the Christ that is to be. Out with the old, in with the new. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have taken away all of our sins. Help us now to live free from sin. Strengthen us so that the new heart and the new spirit that you have given to us will show itself in all that we say and in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Please stand for the prayer of the church. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Sing our closing song.